Come, let's just commit this time to the Lord. Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you that we can gather in such a beautiful way. Lord, we pray that as your word goes out, that you touch each and every heart, that you, Father God, are the one that weighs our hearts. You know where we're at, and you know exactly what we need. So we commit this time to you, in Jesus' name. Amen. So in order to introduce for today, and uh, just to later facilitate some discussion, we're going to talk about hello and goodbye fear. Because we're quite aware, not just in this day and age, but when you work and you deal with people, you start seeing where people's fear and certain concerns and anxiety is at. And we've discovered over time as we've walked with people, and we've seen how people deal with fear and anxiety, and all of us have a different response to it. And so we find that sometimes people, yes, we know where they must phobias, and some people say, no, it's my phobia. I have anxiety. It's my health issues. And then we own something that is not ours to own. Because the Bible speaks very clearly about the power of the tongue. Life and death lies within this tongue. And so I want to introduce fear as a person because it's a spirit, you see. And the best way I can describe it is later in the short song that I want to play. But I want you to picture this with me. That fear comes and visits your home. Now you must understand, God understands our emotions, what we go through, what we need. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows, in Farnes' case it's different, every hair on your head. And for others, oh sorry, no Farnes. No, 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 please. But, but in some cases he doesn't need to count, but he's, in others he knows every, he knows our thoughts. He knows what we're going to say before we even say it. How much more won't he know that when we go through stress and anxiety? So he's aware of that. He's also aware of what we do with it. And this is where I want us to be. So I want you to picture this in your home. Fear comes as a person. Now please don't put a face to this person. And what happens is fear knocks on your door. And say, hi, I'm fear. And you say, come inside. Have a seat. And I want to... uh, play this little song that has this conversation with fear. The words are there for you to follow, so just follow with me, and we'll have a conversation shortly. Hello fear Left. That seat that was yours now is taken 
thing. conversation to say, you know what? In this instance, Kirk Franklin wrote the song and he says, no longer will I be your prisoner. And he, and he comes with this refrain in the song that says, farewell, so long, goodbye. Because we have a choice with fear when it visits us. Do we let fear sit in our lounge and have a long conversation, make it a meal, have a cup of tea like some of us love to do, and we harbor it and hold on to it? And says, you know what, fear? I prepared a room for you. Become a resident. Remember, fear just came to visit. Because fear visits all of us. It's what we do with fear that is important in our Christian walk. Do we take fear into our room and say, wait, hold on. I even changed the bedding for you. I did everything. I prepared this room for you to be a resident here. In the chambers of our heart, where is fear? As a testimony you need to understand that fear must never reside in our hearts. Yes, fear can visit, and it comes for a period, for, for quite a few of us. For those of you who understand and know that when I was in hospital, I was there, shifted from one hospital to the next because they couldn't uh, cope in terms of where I was at. I had pneumonia in the l one lung as I was tested positive for COVID. And now you must know, I'm going to pause there, this came out of us serving so many families, and there was about over a thousand uh, families served in December, 1,400. And somebody asked me during lockdown, during that period, while this church and, uh, became a relief care center, aren't you scared? I said, no. Because you know what? I'm aware for myself that fear will paralyze me. Fear, if it comes in, it will, it will not help me to make certain decision, uh, decisions and choices. Our concern was the families that, we, that God gave us and that we and our partners and others had to serve. And that came right through into December. And the one day in particular that I knew there was a potential high risk was when we responded to a fire disaster. And I said to the team who was with me, I don't feel this. I don't feel that this is where we need to be. And then a few days later, I got sick. Rushed off from one hospital to the next. Went into intensive care. Had two demonic attacks where I heard God say, put on the full armor of God. This is not about you and COVID. This has got everything to do with my spirit and what I am doing. And I heard that. And as I was in intensive care, I was in rational in ICU, and then also had to go for a scan, and the possibility to have an op 
because of the blockage in the one lung. I had to make my peace with God. I said to the Lord, take care of my family, take care of the things that I, I believe was very close to my heart. And all I knew is I did that out of a place of peace because I know absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. I didn't do it out of fear. Because you know what? Even at that time, fear would have caused panic attacks. The doctor said to me, less than 20% of people make it out of the hospital in light of what you have gone through. Eight drips a day. Today, I stand as a testimony of God's goodness and His faithfulness. Yes, we have lost so many. And we are so mindful. You see, we don't know God's plans and thoughts around that. But what I did understand and do know to this day, that fear was not a resident in my heart. That's very important. And so for us, we got to say for some of us, because, you know, it's my phobia, it's anxiety, it's mine. No, it's not yours. Don't make it a resident. You decide whether fear is a visitor or a resident. And if it's not a resident, after they had, fear had the tea, you had the conversation in the song that he writes, and he says, there is someone else that has taken your place, and it's grace. And I'm going to speak through that in the second part. But I want to say this to some of us here today. Wherever fear has resided, we are quite aware with this pandemic and what's happened, fear has paralyzed people. It has made us scared. And it's not, we're not speaking from a place of judgment. We are speaking from a place of understanding. And that's human. But we are also called to understand God's word in what he's saying. And I want to come later to the scripture. But for now, say farewell. Say goodbye. Say good, say hasta la vista. And I said this earlier, and in the Cape Flats, we would say something else. Don't let me repeat it. It's got to do with a bag in Afrikaans. For those who can't interpret it, I'll interpret it later. But you've got to say goodbye. Because you know what? Fear must never be a resident in our lives. Sometimes, fear mustn't even come onto our stoop or on our door. Because we can see it a mile away. And those who have got, who's gone... Uh, before us and others who have matured in the faith will understand this even more. It's our responsibility to say goodbye. It's our responsibility. Yes, we can ask for prayer. Yes, we can go through a journey. But if we do not declare and if we do not understand this, then we are harboring someone who should not be a resident. Because God calls His Spirit to be a resident in our lives. And the fruits thereof must be displayed and shown. And that's hello grace. So once you said goodbye to fear, hello grace. God has given us the grace through his word. We know the scriptures very well, but I'm going to remind us. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition or supplication, as some translation says, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, well, do what? Guard your heart and your mind. Because that's what we need. God's peace. That peace that surpasses all understanding. The Passion Translation says it a little bit differently, but it still implies the same thing. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. I just want to pause you for a moment, and I want to be obedient for, for what I sense in this room. For some of us, we are so anxious that we think of the weeks and days that, that is ahead of us that it paralyzes us with fear. 
And God says, no. That's not how he operates. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faithful requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life, then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ. Matthew says, and it's one of my all-time favorite scriptures, do not worry. And you know what I like about this title in, in, in theologians? Obviously translated the word of God and made it relevant to what it is. But because God knows us as human beings, he's formed us, he knows everything about us, he knows that we are going to be stressed or worried about things. And he put these kind of scriptures in as indicators to say, I know you're going to worry, but let me tell you what I'm going to do. And I want to take us through this very briefly. I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body. Is not life more than food? And I want to highlight the second part. Are you not much more valuable than, than they? And he speaks specifically on the birds in the air. And some of the, the things that nature does, it doesn't reap or, or sow. But God takes care of them. And he says, aren't you more valuable than that? Can you, can, sorry, can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? You see, worry cancels out faith. It cancels out this understanding that God who is for you, who can be against you. What worry does, it takes your mind and your heart into one place, which is not where God resides. Because God wants you to come to a place of peace and understanding so that he can speak to you. Because when you're in worry and fear, what he's aware of is that his will and his plans cannot fully function and operate like his plan. Even when it seems like the 11th or 12th hour or your back is against the wall, whatever phrase you want to use, God is aware of everything that we go through. He knows exactly what we need. Even at times when we shout out to God, where are you? Have you forgotten me? And he says in his word, lo and behold, I've never left you nor forsaken you. And yes, the emotion of feeling like that is there. And lastly, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, will he, will he not much more clothe you? So do not worry. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. We have seen many people live on medication for different reasons. There is no judgment in terms of what's happened. For some of us, we go through the highs and lows of life. And through all of that, God is aware that there's times that that medication will get us to the place where he wants us to be. Whether it's on this earth right now or with him face to face. Don't let us and people judge us by what we are going through. As Because when they see Christians, they think Christians must be superhuman or you are... Um, I was thinking of this word superbious, but you, that you are not attacked, attacked or affected by anything. You are human. You go through these things. But here's what happens. You hold on to the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ as you go through your healing, as you take the medication, as you go through what God has given you. You see, God has prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies. We look at this pandemic, we need to see it as an enemy firstly. It's not going to be here to stay. 
from the beginning of time to the end of time, God's story will always tell you one thing, that he comes out and he comes out strong because he's aware of what we are going through. He has not deserted us. He's aware that this pandemic will end a death because of what he has planned for us. And so he will prepare a table before us. He has anointed us and refreshed our heads with oil. Our cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love will follow us all the days of our lives. And he will dwell forever. And I love this part of the scripture. Throughout all our days in the house and in the presence of the Lord. Let us ask the question today. When fear comes and visits us, do we let fear sit down? Have a cup of tea, a meal? We clothe fear? We give clear fear a room? Or do we show fear the front door? Please let it not be a revolving door. Because if you understand a revolving door, you go out and you can come back. Come out and come back. High corner. Go. So when I see you coming from a mile away, I can already call out, fear, I see you. Don't visit this house. Because grace is resident here. God by his spirit is resident here. We've got a couple of questions in our groups that we're going to ask you to discuss. And we're going to turn over to the groups and we'll wrap it up afterwards. God bless you. We are quite aware that we can do this for the whole afternoon. And we're also aware that some people need to go and have their lunch. But we're also more aware that this is what church is. Fellowship. Hearing each other. So what you're going to do is you can connect with each other offline. You've seen who's around your table. And for the next few weeks as a church, this is what we're going to do. We're just going to connect and uh, touch each other's lives. I'm going to ask you to stand as we're going to declare. We're going to pray. We're going to close this meeting. But we want to honor God for the wisdom that he's given us to, to do this. Uh, because you know what? Like the previous uh, dispensation of where we were, when the numbers was reduced, we couldn't open the doors. And we clearly heard God saying, no, you've got to push in. You've got to move forward. And so as a church we, and leadership, we felt, and thanks to all the leaders who's facilitated and those here today, this is the first of quite a few, and uh, we just want to do the following. So we're going to declare this together over our lives. After that, we're going to close in prayer, and we're just going to ask God to be with us. So let's, let's do this together. Thank you, Lord, that you are our provider. We declare that the fear will not take residence in our hearts. We will stand boldly in the faith of your calling and protection. We declare that your peace, Lord, that transcends and surpasses all understanding, will guide us and guard us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are our protector. Thank you that fear does not reside in our hearts. That your word is very clear that you will take care of us. That you are our protector. That you are the one that watch over us. So we pray for the next few days and the week that lies ahead and weeks. Lord, won't you keep us safe? Lord, keep us from all harm and danger. Wherever we find ourselves in our workplaces, at home, schooling, or in our communities, Lord, we pray that as we walk with the boldness of the Lord Jesus Christ, we will be wise in terms of how we conduct ourselves, but at the same time, we will stand in the boldness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, bless us, be with us, and we pray your anointing over each and every one in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a beautiful week, and God bless you. Thank you.